All right. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you? It's been a while since we've sat across from each other with microphones in our faces. I know. We've had two failed episode attempts. Yep. It was, uh, they were pretty epic fails too, guys. And it, it's not something that <laughs> I'm uh, particularly proud of either. So we recorded three or four episodes completely all the way through. Each one had the same mistake. We're not audio engineers here. Um, We're apparently not very good at making episodes anymore either. <laughs> yeah, apparently we we kind of forgot fell how off. to do this. <laughs> we fell off a little bit, guys. But our, 2020, our, our quarterly podcast has more become a yearly podcast. Yeah, I blame 2020. So we're we're gonna. I don't even know if I want to call it a relaunch, right? No, we we call it a relaunch every time we episode. Every time, every episode is a relaunch. So and then it became a quarterly podcast, and then it became a. a listen, COVID has just kicked my ass at work and then I had surgery. So <laughs> yeah, we've had real life things going on that which is our excuse also... every time. Also, it's just recording. Uh, we had one episode that every five minutes it recorded over itself. And then we had one episode where my mic was muted the whole time. And then we had one episode that we re-recorded and I just don't even know what happened to that audio because it was so fucked up <laughs> that I like literally don't know what happened. And so we literally had like episodes where just every time we tried to go in and like edit out our, you know, weird, like off topic conversations and things that, you know, like ASMR that no one wants to hear it. We just listening back. We're like, oh, this is unlistenable. And it just became so frustrating that when we sat down to re-record, you know, our episode on Indian matchmaking or I don't even remember the other two episodes that we did, we were so frustrated and irritated that we just never did it. <laughs> and that's, and you know, that's something that we, that happens, right? Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't really hold it against us because 2020 sucked for everybody. Right. And it's a it's just something that we we dealt with, you know, most podcasts. Right. There's like 11 million podcasts in the world. And the statistics say that 95 percent of the podcasts don't make it past episode number 25. We clearly are way past that. But, you know, later on down the line, we kind of had, you know, we had issues. We had life happening. So we're back. I guess you could say I am going to put more intention on doing more episodes. I have people reaching out to me saying, you know, you need to do more episodes. And, you know, I think that I think we got to give the people what they want, you know, because I am here for you. OK, <laughs> I am here to do my stupid breakdowns and to make my wife smile for you. OK, and, you know, that's really all I'm about. So and we found out there was also too like a weird COVID TV drought that wasn't helping. Like oh my god, COVID was, TV sucked. There was so much like I kept, you know, I probably watched about like nine shows and couldn't even get through half an episode. And I was like, I don't want to review this because I don't want to finish the show. But um, I mean, last night we turned on a few shows where I was like, maybe we could review this, and then like me and Brian couldn't both get through like a quarter of an episode, and then. 
So we're trying to find two TV that's kind of off the rails and off the ramp. Um, the show we're talking about tonight is Queen's Gambit, which is everyone's been obsessed with. And I'm sure everyone's streamed in like half a minute. And we have a rule that if we're only going to review one episode, we can't finish the series until we talk about it on the show. So we haven't finished the series, which this show is great. And I want to finish the series. Yeah, Very selfishly, the reason why this is coming out as as it is is because we just want to move on with the show and so good it it is what it is um covid tv was terrible you know all the shutdowns and everything we live in la we have a lot of industry people that we know industry friends i would say just want to get back to work and are going back to work but then shutdown round two is happening right now yeah. And are all getting sent home if you, again. If, if you don't, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time kind of explaining what it's like to live in Los Angeles during COVID. But Weird. it is the worst place in the country to deal with this crisis. We have, our, our leadership has completely dropped the ball. Uh, and it's, there's, it's been a struggle. You, you, you have days where things are open and looking up and you know progress seems to be being made and then you have days where everything is completely shut down you can't leave your house people start to panic buy in the grocery stores so we don't have any toilet paper which is the most asinine thing i've ever experienced and it's just or chicken wings or chicken wings that's the other thing you know what thank you thank you for bringing that up because why because check it out before covid there was a surplus of chicken wings. Super Bowl Sunday, twenty twenty, in back in February. Yeah. Chicken wing. The chicken wing per pound was down to a dollar, and they were worried about not having enough buyers to to fulfill it, and they were worried to like they were worried that they were going to throw out a bunch of wings. And now you can't find a wing to save your damn life, and you know, little little behind the curtain little behind uh, backyard baseball kind of thing. I'm a wing guy. I make wings. I make wing sauces. I air fry wings. I grill wings. Wings are my thing. So to not be able to have that and also not be able to go to a restaurant like Big Wangs, super frustrating. Yeah, we've been trying to get wings for like probably the past month and we can't find them at any grocery store. It's the weirdest thing to be like, no, we're out of paper towels chicken wings and parmesan cheese and you know what what let's let's you know we'll we'll let you a little bit further behind the behind the curtain i am cursed when it comes to chicken (laughs) kfc i am cursed and i'm not saying you know kfc isn't like the gold standard of fried chicken okay poor husbands it's very low on the totem pole it's the mcdonald's of fried chicken we all know this it's no secret right but you know chicken is in their name that is their business. That is what they do, okay? I have gone to multiple KFCs in multiple regions. Guarantee you these KFCs have different regional managers than the other KFC locations I've been to. The last five trips to KFC, every time I, I go, they are out of fucking chicken. It makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense. Colonel Sanders is rolling around in his grave. As he probably should, because you know he's kind of a problematic individual to begin with. Correct. But that having been said, that's like going to McDonald's and having the shake machine broken every single time. Ray Kroc would roll over in his grave. 
Colonel Sanders should be rolling over his grave, and I have a bone to pick, and I I, I feel like this is personal now. I mean, you also can't talk about this shake machine because that's a thing in our neighborhood as well. The shake machine never works in our house. That, but that's not a, that's a, apparently that's like a McDonald's thing. Like it's an yeah. internet McDonald's thing. Uh-huh. So it's you know you guys are dropping the ball. This is my point. I don't need to go there. I'm I'm on the gain train. I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to. But like you know, I get, can go to KFC. Gains. So I don't really go to those restaurants anymore. And they did it for me. Like it's like it's like God was saying, "You don't belong here, dude." So, you know, this is just my personal personal struggle. But eight minutes and 35 seconds of complaining. Should we get into the show? Sure. All right. But just know I can go to KFC. Oh, yeah. She goes to KFC all the time. Not all the time. Not Don't all say the time. Like that. She, not all the time. It's not like a weekly thing or like even a regular thing. But, but if she I goes ever to KFC, wanted to. She goes to KFC far more often than I clearly do. Correct. Because she knows what their chicken tastes like in the year of 2020 and this is something that has been going on since 2018 and that tells you how often i go to kfc so for the fact that five trips to kfc over a fucking two and a half year period every single time they're being out of chicken how could you not take that personal and it's different ones that's my favorite part It's a running joke in all of our friend groups. Oh, I get trolled so hard by our friends for that. Uh, many of our friends have tried to get him gift cards to KFC. That's the ultimate troll. That's like the ultimate mm-hmm. middle finger gift is a KFC gift card. It's, it's been talked about. I, I have talked them out of it. It's it's actually, you know, been, I'm the kind of discussed. I'm the kind of person to where I would, I, I personally would give somebody that gift. Yeah, I love the troll. I love it. It's been discussed. But you I've know, told them it's, play. it's wasted money because you'll never be able to use it because you won't be able to get chicken. No, you know what you do is you, you buy Leah a KFC gift card for like her birthday or something, and then you just give it to me. And that's that's the joke. That's the way that I would play it. That's probably true, but please don't give me a KFC gift card. No. Anyway, moving on. So The Queen's Gambit, it's a Netflix limited series. Do your thing. Give me the incorrect rundown of the first episode. My rundowns are accurate. Just like the people that you think are on TV are who they think. No. I'm right. You're no, wrong. You're this never is right. You are never correctly, never correctly identify the person that you think is on the TV as the person on the TV. Look, all I'm saying is that. That was Miley Cyrus on that rerun of NYPD Blue. She wasn't even alive when NYPD Blue was alive? She also made a cameo on ER, so leave me alone. Uh, Jesus. So anyway, the Queen's Gambit, here it is. So there's this girl, right? And she has like these parents, okay? And in the very first part of the scene, like they die, right? They run into like a, they run into a bridge. It's a car accident. Cops are sitting there like, oh my God. I can't believe that she's even alive. How did she not die? And then she goes to this orphanage, okay? And the orphanage is a, it's this, first of all, this thing set like back in the 50s, 60s, that kind of of era. And it'll make a little bit of sense in a second. So she goes to this, uh, this orphanage. Then they start drugging the kids. They're giving them animal tranquilizer. It's crazy. So she meets this other girl who is like a pro at this shit. And then she tells her, hey, you need 
to start to like save them and take them at night where it really gets fun. So then she goes and meets this like, uh, what's his name? The uh, maintenance guy at the orphanage in the basement, which is kind of weird. And he's playing chess. She wants to learn how to play chess. He he teaches her how to play chess. Then she starts taking all of her pills in, at night, playing chess in the ceiling while hallucinating. It's awesome. It's a great show. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. So. So let's we, like actually like deep dive into this now. Okay. So. I'm a little out of breath. That that was kind of, I'm out of practice, but you know. Okay, so we'll go let ahead you, and take this away and let me, let me get my breath. Go back. ahead and catch your breath. The show starts with a girl on a bridge after her mother ran the car off a cliff or off the bridge rather. And she gets put in an orphanage because her mom died and she did not. And they make her cut all of her hair, burn her clothes the day she's arrived. And then they force medication on her. And this is why all old school orphanages are haunted as fuck. Because they did creepy and weird shit like this. There's something inherently awful about the day that you like lose your whole family they take your whole identity as way too where they make you like get rid of all of your clothes and cut your hair and i think they like just you know oh your nickname is this no not anymore you don't have a nickname anymore like yeah it was weird they took everything away from her and were basically like you get this one box if it can't fit in this box it goes in the trash can good luck it was it it was really cold but this was the 40s or 50s or whatever, and that's just how they did things back then. Um, it also showed, like, her dad leaving because her dad had issues with the mom. And this was, you know, before they had good ways of tracking down parents. So they just assumed the dad, like, died or walked out or whatever. So obviously he was not going to be reunited with his child. And, you know, her mom was a math genius, and so that's why she was really smart too and so in her class it showed her in the math class like figuring out things really quickly and that's why she got to go down to the basement in the first place to learn chess because she was cleaning the erasers the erasers right and so she was sent down to finish cleaning the erasers and i don't know horror movies teach you not to go in basements yeah but i would this never go like in a basement of an the orphanage. one time it worked out it, it i mean it, it worked out yes but did it really work out? It was kind of, you know. I mean, it, by the end of the episode, I mean, we've only seen the first episode. So I guess it kind of worked out, but also maybe not. Well, well, who knows? This this entire thing, like she she clearly survives, right? Because this entire thing is like it's a, a flashback. flashback. Right. So she, she clearly survives, but she has a horrible drug addiction. Oh, it's insane. Like, so one of the, I mean, are you, are you good? Do you want to keep one of the things that they so these this orphanage is feeding them the tranquilizers right right and the the down the upper and the downer right and it's all part of it's also so that they have the ability to control them emotionally so that they are more likely to get adopted right they didn't want the parents to think that these kids had problems or that they were traumatized or mistreated in any way. So they just drugged them. Well, and, they wanted to make them seem docile. Right. It's, it's, I mean, I don't want to compare children to dogs. Right. But like, this is one of the things humane societies do. Humane societies have a tendency to drug dogs 
so the dog seems um, sleepy and out of it so that when you get the dog home, you don't know it's a total fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's the ACP, ACPA. ASACPA. ACPA is really they're sketchy. They're all sketchy. I mean, they're, it's just like... It's not, but yeah, I mean, but the, again, not to compare humans and dogs, because obviously it's not the same thing at all, but like drugging a human, drugging a, a person, drugging a animal is not just not a good idea. But one thing they're drugging them for control so that they don't have to worry about them acting out ever, but they're also just drugging them. So it's mainly control so that they don't have to worry about them acting out. Right. And what what ends up happening is is that the state catches wind of this and it's a very quick turn right because she she gets to the orphanage and she's very quiet and timid at first and then she meets this other girl who is clearly much older than she is has been there for much longer right and she this girl kind of shows her the ropes a little bit when it comes to how things work within the orphanage and they you know, they she encourages her to save her pills, and at first she's like, "Why would I save my pills?" And you know, the what she tells her is that that's when the fun really happens. That's when the fun really starts, right? So, the state catches wind of them drugging the kids, and it was a situation where she. It, it, enough time had passed to where she was dependent upon him. Like they had, it had gotten to the point where we're jumping way ahead or I'm jumping way ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. But she had already learned how to play chess and she had already figured out that if she had saved her pills, she could play chess in the ceiling uh, or play on 12 games at once in on the ceiling. And all of a sudden one day they stopped giving them the pills. Well, no, I don't think... I think the chest and the ceiling is just how her brain works. I don't think that had anything to do with the pills. No, that has a lot to do with the pills. I don't think so. Animal tranquilizers are highly hallucinogenic. I think that might just be how her brain works. I don't think that... I don't I, I don't think... I've heard of this being... I've heard of this... People doing this before for other things. Right. I, I, I know that can be, but there's a certain level of genius that if you're that smart, that's how certain people's brains can work. That's true. So I think that's just her level of genius. I don't think one had to do with the other. Well, they kind of, that's kind of like a foggy connection because she doesn't like, maybe it's just that she coincides with the timing of when she starts taking the pills and playing chess. But, but she was, she was already smart enough. I mean, you have to look at it too of like her mom being a math genius and her dad being really smart at math. Both of her parents were mathematicians. Right. So she has that level of genius born into her. And so like, that's like, she's going to be very smart at math and chess is essentially math. Right. Um. So she's going to have that. It's just strategy. So she's going to have that strategy built in. I think the addiction of, I think the necessity of the pills became just the fact that when they took them away, she started to go through withdrawals. Yeah. But I think more about like that piece of it. And really it was just like her needing them for like sleep and stuff because the tranquilizers were helping her sleep. 
And she was so, obviously having problems with that at the beginning. I think the chest on the ceiling was just how her brain works. I think the chest on the ceiling were the uppers. Maybe. Because the because it, she wasn't sleeping at night. She was she was up. But that could just be leftover trauma from losing your mom and being taken out That's of true. your home. I, I honestly, like I said, I, th- I think the, the chest on the ceiling was just how her brain works. Because even when she was doing the math and stuff, she was doing it that way too. So I, I don't think that really correlated to the drugs as much as just the fucking fact that she was addicted to them because of how much they were shoving down her throat and the fact that she was saving them up. But yeah, it got, but it does get hairy like that all connection. But I think regardless of the drugs, chick can play chess, you know, like she has this, the brain power to be strategic with or without the drugs. It was just, it all came coincided at the same time of her learning, but she doesn't need them to play chess at that level. Well, clearly, clearly, I the impression that I got was that she that she felt like she need she very much needed them because you got to remember this entire thing was a flashback, okay? And in the flashback, when it when it was in real time, but she's also nine. No, no, no. Listen, when when she was not listen like listen, but like you know, hang on. There, she in the flashback, right? Or like in present time. It shows her hooking up with a guy, right? And in that scene, if you look, she's got a big jar of animal tranquilizer pills, the same jar and the same color as the pills at at the school. So this is a lifelong addiction because with this flashback is 20 years later when she's already a chess champion. Right, but she was nine. Right. So I'm I'm just saying that it, it's, it it. Should we imagine being addicted to something at nine, in in a time where they don't understand addiction like we do today? That's got to be insane. Like, you're, imagine how many kids were were just you don't have on a the chance. good stuff. You really don't. You know, like addiction wasn't really categorized as a mental illness. It wasn't really categorized as something you really need to take care of. It was just like, eh, you know. I mean, but was there was there drug addiction in the same way at, back then as there is now? Well, because I mean, yeah, it, but they just didn't see it as an importance of something to be taken care of. It was more just like that that person's trouble, and if they could be a working addict, if they could handle their job, handle their life, but use, no one really gave a shit. So if she's a chess champion but is using. No one really cares. Yeah, like there's that whole classic, you know, working alcohol, addict. working working alcoholic Correct. person that you know drinks drinks for brunch, drinks for lunch, drinks for after work. But as long as they showed up at work and were competent, no one really cared. Right. But I, I'm just, you know, were were there? I guess, I guess my question is, is that were pills as readily available for people to get their hands on as they are I'm now? Sure. I'm sure it was the same. It just, it was probably even less regulated back then than it is now. Yeah, you're probably right. Because people didn't know it was such a problem. I mean, so for example, Valium, right? Uh, Was it Valium? Valium. They used to give Valium to pregnant women. They used to give Valium to pregnant women? Yeah, because they didn't know it could, um, they used to think it would help with pregnancy. Interesting. So now it's like super 
you know, now they know it's toxic to babies and like you can't be on it if you're pregnant. But they used to call it like the speedy mom drug and like think it made you a better mother because you could get more done on Valium. Yeah. I mean, this is a com- this could be a conversation that we go down a rabbit hole on and, Correct. and not come out of. <laughs> so. And we can also step in a lot of a lot of potholes. That, right, that and could I, be very and I could be misremembering the drug, but I was listening to a podcast about like things that they used to do in the past to make women better and more productive moms and shit. And I, I think it was Valium, but I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, people don't you know at me and yell at me because I have a very piss poor memory. But <laughs> yeah, and so, but I thought there was, you know, when she when she learns how to play chess mm-hmm. and when she first starts and she really kind of gets the hang of it, and she actually beats the maintenance guy. Right. You could you saw him get very salty, and walked out or told her to leave, and that there was no more chess, and then he stopped coming for a long time, and yeah. they stopped playing. I don't think it was a long time. I think it was like a day because he was grumpy because he got beat. Yeah, he he was definitely salty that he got beat. And then she came back. Well, he bought he brought he he brought the guy from high school. No, he brought didn't he bring her a book? He brought her a book. He had already given them when he when she and again bad memory. We watched this a long time ago, and my notes uh, don't have all these details. <laughs> um, but he gave her the book when he uh he got beat and then he brought the teacher brought the teacher right because he was like well you've 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 done all i can teach you so you you, essentially you're out of my league and then she beat both of them at the same time and then the teacher said why don't you you come and play my students and then she beat all those motherfuckers i find that so fascinating that and i feel like chess is one of the only things only places that you could do it i guess poker and blackjack Mm -hmm. is another place that another game that you can you can do it but the ability of like real chess players to play multiple games at At one time yeah and keep it all kind of in line and keep it all moving yeah. I find that super fascinating and I admire that to a to you know a big degree because it it's just it I don't know I I don't understand how that how that ability works cuz okay. I have to focus I have to work so hard yeah. to focus on one thing and my attention span you know if I'm being honest with you my attention span is probably 45 50 seconds of like legit thinking before I start to understand what you know what i'm reading and then my mind goes off and kind of exponentially goes from there like i start to apply whatever i learned to different different places or different situations in 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 my life but i don't pay attention to that specific text anymore or that specific thing so for them to be able to multitask times 12 yes she played 12 games and she beat them in an hour and 20 minutes it's insane. She beat so she, she played beat. the teacher and the and the maintenance guy, and then the teacher was like, "Holy shit! Like what? Yeah, you know, not only because because this was so far back that at that point at that time, chess was a air quotes gentleman's game. Correct. So girls didn't play chess. So Correct. when when this girl beat both him and the maintenance guy, 
and he was the teacher that was the, I guess, administrator of the chess club at this school. He brought her in, and she played the entire chess club at one time and just moved around the room from one to one to one to one to one and beat them all. Right, and she was only nine and they're in high school, and she had only been playing for like two weeks, and they had been playing for like years at yeah. that point. And she beat them all in an hour and a half, yeah, or an hour and twenty minutes she's, or whatever. She's pretty badass. That's for that's for sure. But you could see the look on those boys' faces; they were not having it. They were not pleased. No, they were not. And then she just got a shit ton of chocolate for winning. And then a bunch of people, like it, then a bunch of people showed up because they realized that this little girl was playing like the entire chess club, right? At and, one time, and they were like, Err? "Yeah." So, so random kids started coming by and watching. Watching, and you know, she her personality. Or, one of the things that I found interesting was her personality because clearly it's it's a there's a lot of trauma there, right? But at the same time, she's very introverted she's awkward and awkward she doesn't she's very direct right in the questions that she's asking but there's a reason why she's asking those questions yeah she doesn't do anything without a reason yeah there isn't any there is no fluff with this girl at all Mm -mm. and so she comes off as kind of abrasive curt and curt and you know sometimes rude but not intentionally yeah, you could, and, and everyone kind of picks up on that, that she's not trying to be rude. And it's, she's a very interesting character. She's a good character. It, it is an amazing character. And the writing on the, the writing show, on the show is, is fantastic. It, it keeps you, like, we were talking about a show earlier that's on Hulu. And I was saying one of the problems is that the, the, the writing just drags, that it's not well written. And that's why I have no interest in continuing with this particular show. This is exactly the opposite. The writing on this show is does, is so well written that you're on the edge of your seat with every inch of dialogue. It's every inch of dialogue is so you get so sucked in and dragged in that the show just feels like it always just started. You don't feel like you've been watching it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes. You you always feel like you just turned it on. It was really hard for me to not continue on and press See, next next episode it's been really hard to not go back and watch more because i know we are going to talk about it and i that's our that's our that's our promise that we made if we talk about one episode we can't watch the whole series so right. it's been really hard to not continue on <laughs> it has been and so it's it's a great it's a great show but this episode ended exactly the way that you think it that is that we knew the whole episode was setting up with her talking about once the pills got taken away with her obsession about the pills that even though she was so focused on chess while she was playing chess any minute she wasn't playing chess all she kept going back to was that green jar mm-hmm. and i have to say one of the most frustrating parts of this episode was watching her spend her time trying to break in to that door instead of just like picking the lock she spent the whole time like physically trying to take the door off yeah and part of you is like she's nine she doesn't get it but the other part of you is like no 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 you just you pick the lock you don't like take the door off what doing but you know what that is and then i think that's another sign of her genius though 
Right. What nine year old is going to say, oh, I can just pop the hinges off the door. Right. And then lift it and move it. That's that's not something that a nine year old would come up with. They might come up with picking a lock. They might come up with trying to break the lock or something like that. But to be she like she was so like that's what like what we just said like hyper focused. There's no she doesn't do anything without a purpose. You're right. Right. So until she gets into the point of like stuffing her face full of pills instead of that taking them, instead of taking a bunch of them back so that they wouldn't notice, she just literally stuffs her whole face and then overdoses. Yeah, it was crazy. She and you know. The the entire episode from from the jump, right? Her parents die, and that's that's her mom. That, just her mom. No, her parents. Oh yeah, her mom dies, and that's just a. That's just kind of like the setting the scene of like who she is and where she comes from. Right. But from that point forward, there's a very distinct vibe in this show, of something is about to go terribly wrong. Right. You're and like, you're this just is waiting. not going to work out. You're just waiting for it because it's it everything that that happens. She doesn't do anything without a purpose. She's super smart and you know too smart for her own good kind of right. kind of situation. That you just you just have this vibe. And when she broke through broke into the room, the entire school, the entire orphanage was watching a watching a film in the auditorium. And she religious one nonetheless. Yeah, it was gnarly. And she crawls through the window and gets to the pills. And she opens the jar and starts stuffing her pockets. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she's just gonna stuff her pockets. She's gonna take them back. She's gonna, you know, she's gonna chill on it for a little while, and nobody's gonna notice. Right. But what I also would, you know, instead, she stuffs. The she stuffs her pockets with pills, and then starts taking multiple handfuls of pills and stuffing them into her mouth, and she starts to leave. She turns around and starts to go back out the window, and she would have been out the window and would have gotten away clean. And this is where her genius goes from. Goes from. This is where her adolescence in her child mind. And her addict mind, and her genius mind, take a take a to start to diverge from each other, right? Because she makes a decision that's very childish, in in this way, and as she goes, as she's halfway out the window, she goes back for the entire jar, right? And when she goes back for the entire jar, by the time she has the jar in her hand and get, climbs out the window and steps on the on the chair to close the window. The film had ended, and the teacher was standing there in the hallway, saying, "What? A, what the hell?" And you see her drop the drop the jar of pills and just pass out off of that chair. But I mean, even if she hadn't gone back for that jar, she was going to pass out anyway. She was totally going to pass out. She was going to overdose. Like... But they wouldn't have. They well, I guess she was going to overdose, and they were going to find the pills in her pocket, so she was going to get caught anyway. Correct. You know, in that situation, she, did she not make the genius move because she's like, she's going for broke? Did she not? She, had she not already calculated that? Is that why she decided no, to go back? She, she just, it, she took too many fucking pills, man. I don't know. <laughs> I read a lot into it, I guess. But it was, it was tremendous. It was one of those, 
I was sitting, I was on the couch and Leah was in the bedroom and I was like, babe, it was, it was nuts. I lost it. Cause, and so that part really is what kind of grabbed my, that grabbed my soul and sucked me in. So now it's not about whether or not it's a good show. It's about, I got to finish it and see it through. If there's another season, which I hope there is. Well, they did a limited series, so I don't think there is going to be another season because anytime Netflix deems something a limited series from the beginning, they usually mean that it's going to be a one and done. Yeah. Because that, that a lot of times that kind of seals the fate. It also must have cost a fortune to uh, Netflix doesn't really give a fuck about that. Show. Stranger Things keeps happening for some unknown reason. I'm sorry. I'm an anti-Stranger Things person. That show's fucking stupid. I've never understood Stranger Things either. <sighs> Most of the Netflix hype on shows I don't really get. But it's, uh, you know, this one. I just know that, Net, that Netflix's best original shows they invest a crap ton of money into. Yeah. They also one, cancel shows too quickly a lot of times, but that's, I mean, whatever. One, one of them, one of their most, the most expensive shows that they ever produced was a show of, was that uh, we covered it. It was the New York, the kids, New York city hip hop show. What's that called? Birth of hip hop. Definitely did not cover that. We didn't cover it. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, that's going to be something that we're going to have to cover because it was a damn good show, but it cost them a fortune because it was about Grandmaster Flash and the birth of hip-hop in the 70s going into the early 80s. Oh, yeah, that show got canceled. I don't don't remember the name of the show, but that got canceled. Well, that was their best show. That was one of their first round of original content that Mm -hmm. that they produced. They spent a shit ton of money on it, and it only lasted a season because of that, but it was one of those those uh viral shows yeah we didn't cover that that everybody watches i can't remember the name of it but now that we have now that i know that we haven't covered it we're definitely going to cover it okay because it's a good one i feel like you should cover that with rob i mean because i feel like he'll have more to talk about than that with that than me well i'm not a big music person so i don't have much to say about music yeah Leah doesn't understand why people enjoy music. No, that's my father. I understand why people enjoy music. And I enjoy music. I just don't have a lot to say about music. It, it ends there generally. Yeah. Well, I don't want to I don't want to turn this into <laughs> I don't I don't want to turn this into a promo for that show, but that show is way deeper than just the music. Um so check that one out too and you know wait for it in a future episode yeah i pretty much just go yes i like this that song is good and that's the end of it for me i don't know i guess i'm a, i'm you're a big I, music person i somehow became like a music head that's I can't why i play, think you should cover it with someone who actually gives a fuck about music i can't play an instrument to save my life i mean i i got like two or three songs on the guitar that i can strum that is about it and somehow I'm like I got sucked into, into being super into music. I just admire the fact that they can make so many sounds, and make them all coordinate and sound so good together. And to not have, I guess that's I guess that's what it is. It's that I don't have that gene. Right, me neither. So I just admire people that can kind of like kind of like this girl in her in her chess is you know she can do twelve different things at once. Do you know? Okay, I'm hyper productive 
by myself because I'm just hyper in general, right? Really? I get a lot of shit done just because I can't sit you still. You hyper? Yeah. But so could you imagine how much stuff I would get done if I could do 12 things at once? Oh, my God. That would be so good. So, like, yeah, you're really hyper, right? Sure. But, like, you're hyper and your focus don't can't, always line up. Can't they be hyper-focused? Uh, no. No. No, I cannot. No. So, like, the combo would have to be there. The combo is not there. So That's what I'm saying. Like, if I... if If the combo was there. If the combo was there. Because I'm not even like that. My lack of focus or my difficulty in focusing mm-hmm. is I'm still... I still produce at an at a very very high level. Yes. Compared to normal people, not that I'm I'm not trying to like separate myself, but that right. there's no other way that I can really describe it. So wait, let's get back to the chess thing because I I want to go back to the chess thing. What about me playing chess by yeah. twelve people, or her playing chess with twelve no, people, just or the playing... show about tw- about chess? Which one? All of it, but okay. I mean, just in chess in general, because. The first time we tried to record the show, we talked about this. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Did you have, I, so you've never played chess? No, I have played chess. I'm not good at chess. Okay. Did you? But you did not grow up playing chess. No, I know. I know what what moves. I know what pieces move where. Okay. I know. I know that you can castle, and move yes. your move your king. Beyond that. You castle your rook, yes. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So there, there you go. Okay. What, whatever. There there you go. So I don't really know a whole lot about chess. I know how to play chess. I haven't invested a bunch of time in playing chess because of previously mentioned issues with focusing. Yeah, because chess is like a really long game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if played right, chess is a really long game. I, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm learning. You know, it yeah. is, I'm not chess, but I'm learning, you know, how to focus you know, focus over longer long periods of time it's usually just segmented yeah 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 i do find it funny when everyone like became obsessed with this so like chess boards were selling out and like my response to that was if you have a windows computer it's on your windows computer yeah but i've tried playing chess on a computer and it's, it's not the same so thing. hard it is not the, computer the same thing kicks your butt but if you don't know how to play chess it's the most effective way to learn that is true and so for everyone who's like, I don't know how to play chess. I'm going to buy a chess board. It's like, that's not smart. Don't do that. Don't do that. Learn on the internet, people. Because you have to, you guys got to think about it like this. You have to have somebody coach you. So right. if you're not, if you don't have somebody that's with you playing chess consistently. Who knows how to play. Who knows how to play. Legitimately knows how to play. Right. Not just like, I know how, like the way, what I described. Then you're not going to get better. So like what I laughed at was I was seeing a bunch of people online. Or, like, on Instagram and stuff, I should say. Talking about buying chess boards and playing with their friends who also don't know how to play because they got interested in chess from Queen's Gambit. Which, like, I'm glad that people are getting interested in chess because you should be interested in chess. I'm glad that Queen's Gambit is getting people... Which also... Okay, so I'm glad that Queen's Gambit is getting people interested in chess. But, like, because you watched... 12 7 8 how many ever episodes this show is you can't learn to play chess from the show and you and your friend who have never played chess going out and buying a chess board is not going to teach you how to play chess 
So you should just play on your Windows computer. If you don't have a Windows computer, you should just download an app on your phone and learn how to play on that way. Or you can watch YouTube. Or you can watch YouTube, I guess. But it's just, like, I just found that really funny. They're like, oh, let's, let's go buy chessboards and play each other. And it's like, if you and your friend don't know how to play, that ain't going to work. Well, you, I mean, you, it, it's like... It's like the panic buying thing that we talked about earlier. Like, yeah, stop you're buying just, my chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though I don't eat them, but you do. So exactly. They're just, they're, they're just, they're just, they're people are programmed to say, that's cool. I want to do cool things. I want to be cool. So I must do that. This also really made me want to go watch Arrow again. I miss Arrow. I do too. I mean, it ended in the way that it should, but like, I really miss Stephen Amell on my TV, even though I still buy his wine all the time because I keep forgetting to cancel my wine club. And also, like, Knocking Point Wine is really good, so I'm like, whatever, keep sending me wine. But Queen's Gambit was the name of the boat, so it just made me Uh, miss Arrow a lot. (laughs) Interesting. I didn't know that. Did not catch that. I was like, oh, Arrow. Yeah. And then I'd look over and be like, knocking point, wine. And then sometimes I'd just look down and I was wearing a knocking point t-shirt. So is there anything anything else about Queen's Gambit that you want to I mean, if you, you take through? Or do you want to run through some recommendations? If you haven't watched it, I think everybody should go watch it. What do you think? I totally agree. I'm, I'm sure at this point, because it's like been out for like uh, two months now, I think. Everybody's seen it. But like it was really good. And I can't wait to go finish it. And you know what's frustrating is that when we record, like, we watched Queen's Gambit. Immediately. Immediately when it came out. Because I had been watching previous. For, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, just in case you haven't figured it out, I'm a big, big TV person. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hence our podcast about TV. I, that um, she makes me watch. I, I'm on a lot, a lot of TV reddits and emails and other things. So I tend to know shows that may be good well in advance before other people. Yeah, it's a, it's a gift that she has. But that was the other frustrating thing about our recording issues because we originally, it was it was one of the few shows that we watch where we're like, we got to go record it, we got to go record now. And we recorded it and then that the audio just didn't happen. So, you know, I we I apologize that this I, I blame myself. It's basically the point. Not and to like it was toot, a great show. Not to toot my own horn, but like I know when shit's good. Flex, girl. You flex on them. But I also watch a lot of really bad TV, and I'm not even gonna lie and say I don't. But I like bad TV. I also know when it's bad, and I'm not in denial about it. There is a place in this world for bad TV. There, if there's a place in this world for bad politics, you bet your ass there's a place in this world for bad TV. Mostly on our DVR. TV needs to be bad to distract us from the uh, insanity of real life. And that's what bad TV is all about. And ultimately, that's what this podcast is about. Is we're just going to save you a lot of time and heartache in sifting through the really good TV. And we're going to bring you to the really bad TV. But then we're also going to clue you in on the really good TV. Speaking of bad TV. What about it? Discovery Plus is pissing me off. Why? So Discovery Plus is a new thing. It costs you like four to seven dollars, depending if you want to pay for commercials or not. And so, like Ninety Day Fiance, like you know that shitty show that I watch all the time. Yep. Ninety Day Fiance has made it so if you want to watch the tell-alls, 
which is like their version of the reunions. It's whatever. But if you want to watch those, you have to sign up for Discovery Plus. Well. So you like watch the full season. Then you don't get to watch the reunion. Well, you know, that's that's business for you. What do you want? To not pay four to seven dollars for some bullshit. I know that. I'm sorry, but it, that's it's topical. So we should, we might want to talk about that. The golden age of streaming is over. The cord cutting pl- pl- system is over. I know all everything we like. I it's so annoying. We we checked out YouTube TV, or I checked out YouTube TV for a little bit, and it has every channel. It's the same. Yeah, but it still costs the same. Right. And now you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, mm-hmm. you have HBO Max. HBO Max, you have Disney Plus, you have at least Peacock's free, but it's, it's not going to be for long. It won't be for long. And it's it's like you you're my... spending more more money on content now than you were on cable. This is my problem with cord cutting. So everyone talks about how great cord and I'm just going to go off right now because I'm go for a it. TV person and this pisses me off. Years in the making. So is everyone talks about how they cord cut this, they cord cut that, and you should just get rid of Direct TV. It's so stupid that you still pay for cable, and then everybody hits me up for my Direct TV password so they could watch this, that, and the other thing. Oh, cord cutting so stupid. Then why do you need my Direct TV password? Tell me, tell me why you need it. Oh, because if you don't use mine, you're gonna use your parents, or you're gonna use your aunts, or your uncles, or this, that, the other thing, and then everybody has to like borrow passwords because nobody wants to pay for 13 million streaming sites. Because that's what we've done. Because everybody quote unquote cord cut. No, now we're just like password sharing because we all can't afford everything. Which, by the way, thank you for everyone whose passwords I borrow, and that's why the people whose passwords I borrow get to share my passwords. And that's also why we are able to bring you the Made Me Watch podcast. Well, and- so far, I've- although you know what, my brother doesn't listen to this podcast, but man, is he a fucking freeloader? Oh man, tell him. Such a fucking... He uses every one of my passwords. Oh, I... Yeah. Yes. Man does not pay for a single fucking thing or say thank you. I am... I love my brother, but... God damn it. I'm staying out of this one. Yeah, you should. Brother-in-laws are mean. I'm staying out of this one. Anyway, so speaking of bad TV, let's get into our recommendations. I am um, no longer here. <laughs> So I have this really bad habit of when shows are announced that they're canceled, I just drop them. I stop. I it's get, really bad. It's so weird. We've stopped watching good shows because she found out they were getting canceled like a year why. ahead of time. And like, then we never finished them. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> but because of quarantine and COVID and like shows not coming back, I've had time. So I went back and finished this old show that probably got canceled like three years ago. And it was on, on what used to be, this is how old this show is, it used to be ABC Family, but is now Freeform. And I think it got canceled when it was still ABC Family. It was called Young and Hungry. Just a stupid 30-minute sitcom, but it was pretty good. Uh, and I went back and finished that show. So I recommend that show if you need a good, like, really dumb, lighthearted, funny, silly, real stupid sitcom. You watch some of that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something lighthearted that I needed to cheer me up when I was out on my surgery leave. Uh, so I recommend Young and Hungry. And then there was another show that got canceled at the same time called Baby Daddy that I've been meaning to go back and finish because same thing. I stopped watching it right around like they announced it was getting uh, canceled a season ahead. So 
So they were like, we'll finish this season and then next season will be the last season. So I stopped in the middle of the second to last season. So I'm probably going to go finish that one as well. And then I've been watching um, Real House of Wives of Potomac, which has just been a shit show. And I highly recommend that. Brian got to watch a lot of that too. Actually, that's part of one of my recommendations. Housewives of Potomac? I, yeah, you kind of see. Yes! See, one of us! One of us! See, I don't even like to. I don't even want to. Yes. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I got to text Sam. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, she's going to love it. Look, look. I've been brainwashed and it's true. like I've been subjected to so much housewife, so <laughs> much housewife. Yeah. We finished like, and all I've got, five a, I've got opinions about them. If you guys want to have a, want to have a housewives podcast, I, I, I'll be down. Ooh, well we, we need to talk about Salt Lake city. Cause that's the new one. That's the one where Mary married her. One of the girls married her, her grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to talk about Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, I'm. Um, you know what? I'm. I've decided. Drawing a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Potomac or die. I'm not going. I'm. I don't want to know OC. I don't want to know Salt Lake. I want me some Potomac. I want. I want. Okay, some, well, Potomac. I want not... some Giselle. Okay. Okay. All right. I want some gel Giselle. I want some Karen. Okay. You love Karen. Karen. That's my girl. All right. I don't understand your love for I Karen. I love Kern. Karen. Love Kern. Kern. Love Kern. And then who, the the other? What's the other one? Ashley. The Ashley's dope. Um, and then the uh, the one that's married to the basketball player. Oh, oh, Robin. Robin. Robin's my fave too. But I mean, you just can't. You it just doesn't get more gangster than motherfucking Kern. It just you just don't. Okay, well. So clearly, she's she's like <laughs> brainwashed and programmed me to actually well, have Potomac legitimate love for this show. Well, Potomac is on hiatus, so <sighs> that. But you know what? I don't even see. God damn it! You got me. That that reunion was that the three part. Damn, I know, it was insane. Damn, that was some shit with Monique's binders that that rifled Samantha's binders for a party. Oh my god, the like the binder full of lot full of receipts potomac is what we need yeah that's, i know I'm so that's sad it's what we need in a quarantine world is more potomac and i need i need me some more Kern. okay well you have to talk about also casketeers on netflix casketeers that was the your oh, favorite yes your yes! your dude with the leaf blower oh backpack my God. you know what you know what i was that a 30 minute show? Yeah, it was. Okay. So here's here's the thing. So here are my recommendations. And here is I'm making an executive decision as a co-host and uh you know sometimes executive producer of this podcast. I'm going to say that next episode we are going to do a split episode as they are both 30 minute shows and both equally deserve airtime on this channel. Okay. We're going to do House of Ho, and we're going to do Casketeers, because the the juxtaposition of both is uh, going to be great. House of Ho is not 30 minutes. The only reason I didn't want to do House of Ho tonight was because I wanted to do it with Samantha. Okay. So we got we got House of Ho. Those are yeah. my two recommendations. Thank you for saving me on that. Casketeers, we're going to do a future episode about. We I think that we can do, I think we should work in some short episodes 
in okay. two because this is well we can do a split episode of of casketeers and kim's convenience store we could do that i mean we're but we're we're literally at an hour for an hour long pot uh, an hour long tv okay, show we, we can do so we could do short episodes for short shows but yeah. i don't know i don't know these shows need to be covered casketeer and kim, kim kim's convenience show kim's convenience store we've got a couple we, we've got a bunch of episodes coming look at that we just had one episode that just branched out into five you guys are getting content. I'm winning. You're winning. Leah's winning. Um, my other We're just suggestion one big happy family is winning. A, a CBS show called All Rise. It's just like a stupid procedural that I just thought most of the episodes were good. Some of the episodes this season were like choppy and thrown together. And I think it was thrown together like right when COVID hit where they're like, bah, what do we do? And then they just threw an episode together. That wasn't very great. Last week's episode was like very not well written, which was the first time I watched an episode and was like, this is bad. But the first season was so well written that I think I'm just going to forget about how bad last episode was and hope that they turned it around. But all guys. And then, um, but yeah, if you do not, like I'm, I'm not a housewives person. So the fact that both me and Brian don't watch housewives and love Potomac means that you need to watch some Potomac. Potomac, it, it's... It, it is where it's at. It's everything that I love about women, period. Yeah, it's so Women, good, period, love that show. And it, you gotta... Uh, it's, it's just it's so You just gotta good. respect them. You really do. And it's not that many seasons in, so it's it's only... I think they just finished their fourth or fifth season, so... We're gonna do... We're, we're, we're gonna do a Potomac episode. I think we've already agreed to that, right? Yeah, next season, when they come back. Okay, so... The, the I've never heard women argue with more class in my life. The, the confidence, the it's number, just the pure confidence, the confidence, the swagger, the word, the the word choices. Yeah. These women are wordsmiths with telling each other off. It's like watching Eminem and Jay Z in a rap battle. Like you're, just, it's the cream of the crop of, fuck you, I'm awesome. And it's just that they, they do that thing in arguments where they're just like, okay, 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 okay. They, they do that thing where they take your power away. Yes. Where they're like, where you're yelling and you're freaking out. And they just sit And then there. they go, then they just sit there and they're quiet. Mm-hmm. And then they don't come back at you. And they may come back at you like right away. Like they may let you finish. And then they may tear you apart. Or they say nothing. And then they wait, and then they they have a conversation, and then they come back at you like four days later. These women—they're scary. Are it's amazing. They're they're respect. That's all you can give them. Because honestly, I wouldn't I want to them. be on their bad side. I wouldn't want to be on the other end of one of their wordsmith fuck yous. No, but I would definitely love to go catch drinks with them. Oh, for sure. Every day of the for week. For sure. I would love to go get a glass of champagne with them. We're just going to let that float out into the ether. Anyway. Um, yes, please, Giselle, let's go get drinks. Dude, Giselle's got them drinks on lock. Giselle and Robin would be so fun to go get drinks with. It would be mad fun for sure. I think that we've got some good stuff coming and we got some good stuff planned. What do you think? I think we have some good stuff planned, good stuff coming. I think this episode has been really good. Uh, I hope it recorded. I'm afraid. I really hope it did too. <laughs> Uh, to be completely honest with you, I really hope it did too. And we're going to hopefully handle this. And we, and you know, it'd be great if we had audio. 
It'd be great really if this would. episode came through and so, we're afraid. You know, if this, <laughs> you know, we're crossing ourselves, we're, you know, praying and, uh, you know, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>